Shalom Lechem Rabbi Tzai. This week, Be'ez HaShem, in Chutzlerts, they'll be learning Pasha's Bahar. <clears throat> Although we learned that last week in Eretz Yisrael, Pasha's Bahar is very much connected to Eretz Yisrael, especially this year. At the first mitzvah, that it begins talking about, the Pasha starts off, Aydab HaShem, Amayshe Bahar Sina, Leymar, HaShem spoke to Moshe, Bahar Sinai, telling him, Speak to Cloud Israel and say to them, When you come to the land that I gave to you, the land has to take a year of rest to Hashem. Shabbos Lashem. The mitzvah of Shemitah, which this year was eichet to be <coughs> keeping Shemitah, lots of Shemitah throughout the year. That's where the year of Shemitah. Now, this mitzvah of Shemitah is a remarkable mitzvah. The Pasuk says, Tell Klai Yisrael when they come into the land, Asher Aninai Sein Lochem. Now, there are those that ask, why does the Pasuk have to tell me, Asher Aninai Sein Lochem, that I gave to you? Why does the Pasuk have to stress that for? It's obvious. Because Baruch brought them into Eretz Yisrael. He gave them the land. What's the Asher Aninai Sein Lochem? That I gave the land to you. So the explanation that's given is stressing the greatness of the mitzvah of Shemitah. A person has to imagine. A person, a farmer, owns a land, acres and acres of land, and he has all different types of things growing there throughout the year, and he's making his parnasa, and he puts all different types of fences around it and, and all different types of things there to avoid um, any type of theft, any type of neighbors that can properly come there, and if anybody would be caught walking into his land and trying to take something over the first six years, they would be taken to, you know, the police would, you know, would take them, and they would have to they'd get into big trouble, there would be big locks put around, and, and they, could, they would have to, you know, forcefully make sure that nobody's taking anything, and they had total control over that piece of land. Well, I, it's my land, I bought the land, I took care of the land, and uh, these are my fruits and vegetables and, and grains that are growing over here. And, uh, you know, you can't take from it. Comes the year of Shemitah, and that takes a tremendous amount of manpower. Here, I'm the boss, and I wouldn't let, and I had total control on top of this piece of land. And now comes a mitzvah that tells me now it's hefker. It's free to the rest of the world. Why is that? Because that's making that awareness now that Hashem told us, right? The land is really mine. And this, by him going ahead and keeping the, by, by a person keeping the years, the midst of Shemitah, that's a way of him declaring that even though at, during the last six years it seemed like to look like I owned it, but it's the earth, Hashani, it's the land that you, Hashem, gave to me. And that takes a tremendous amount of, of power and self control. Like the Pasuk, the Chazal and the Medrash brings the Pasuk into Hillim. The warriors, the powerful warriors, they do the words of Hashem, to listen to the words of Hashem. And the Medrash credits this Pasuk to those people that keep Shemitah, the farmers, the ones that do the We just explain that they have to overpower, they have to have that self-control to make sure that even though it seems like this thing is mine, but to come to that realization and that to declare that this is really the land of Hashem. That's the greatness of the Mitzvah Shemitah.
Now later on in the parasha, the pasuk says the following: the pasuk says, the pasuk says, "Benasna arts pirya vachaltem lasayba yishaftem vet." After you'll have you know, you know fruits and vegetables, right? Your land will give you fruits, and you'll eat. You know, you'll be satisfied with compensation. Yishaftem levetach aleha, and you'll be able to sit confidently on the land. That's the bracha that we'll have after that. We won't have to worry about food, and and we'll have everything growing. On that, the pasuk says, If a person is going to say during the seventh year, "Man noichol b'shana shviyas," what am I going to eat during the seventh year? I haven't planted and I haven't gathered anything up. What am I going to eat during the seventh year? I will command my bracha to you, Bashana Ashishis in the sixth year, you'll have Tfua for those three years. But first of all, the question that the Baskane Balikaisus asks right right off the bat is what does it mean when he starts saying, what's he going to eat in the seventh year? We just said you know you planted during the sixth year, you have plenty of of you planted during the sixth year and you have fruits and grain and vegetables, everything you there, right? What does that mean? Man so Bashana the seventh year you're good to go. So therefore the Daskade Bartaisa says that means if he's gonna say in the seventh year, what am I gonna eat afterwards, right? Like you have to you have to turn around the pus a little bit, like the like the Daskane says, Saras Habikra the Hakikamar. Right? We twist around a little bit, we we read like this. He so he'll say in the seventh year, when am I gonna eat afterwards? Right? That's what we fix the the chat in the pasta point to that's getting about Not that you're worried about what you're eating during the seventh year, but in the seventh year you're gonna worry about the future. But the question is, it sounds like that if it comes the seventh year and you ask this question, then then you'll get this bracha of of having uh tula and, and everything for, for three years. And if I didn't ask for the bracha beforehand, that I won't get the, that if I didn't ask for it, just because it has to come to the point where I'm going to ask this question, and then I'll be zeichet to get the bracha of getting the the the, the and getting the paris and the tua. But what's shat in the what's shat in the pasuk? What, what is it dependent? Oh, if I ask this question, then I'll get it. So the svarnai answers the following. The svarnai answers, no. You have to understand that if you wouldn't ask the question, you'd also get you'd also get what you need, but in a different way. Like the Svarna says, if a person's gonna start asking in the seventh year, or asking where what am I gonna eat? to you, and you're not gonna have trust in Hashem, that the little that you grew now in the sixth year is going to be enough in qu- in quality to satiate you and to keep you satisfied. In other words, you're going to have the bracha of, of that you'll be able to eat a little bit and be satisfied. So you're not going to have trust in Hashem that you'll have enough to, to eat and you'll be satisfied even with a little bit. Okay, if you, so if you have questions and you worry about that, okay, I'll give the bracha and then you'll have tfua. Right? But this one it says, so now you're gonna to have to go ahead and you're gonna and you're gonna get it in quantity. But but beforehand you had the bracha 
of having it in quality and having less, and you wouldn't have to start ha- having to deal with all the work to have to gather it up and get everything and process it and, and bring it. Now you'll, that you ask the question, you'll get the bracha also. Now you're going to get a lot of a lot of a lot of produce, and you're going to have to you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to have trucks, and you're going to have to have farmers. You have to have you know tractors and all different types of things to gather everything up. If you wouldn't have asked the question, then I would have I would have saved you all that work. You wouldn't have had to wouldn't have to had to deal with that. So the question which which one could ask is, what's the pshat in 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 the taina that we have on him? What did he do so wrong? He's believing in Hashem. He's not he's not working in the land, and he's and he's keeping shmita. But he has to, you know, like we said, we, we just we just mentioned before, it was such a war, a powerful thing, and they have to be superior. You have to be like a warrior to have the kayak and the stamina and the self control to hold yourself back because it's a real desire for somebody. Here I am. I had my panasa worked out and set for me for the last six years. Now I don't know what it's going to be. So the fact that he asked the question, what's so bad? What was so bad about him asking the question? That that now that he, instead of him getting the bracha of, of just being satisfied with a little bit and having enough, he's now going to get this abundance to make him have to work hard. So I saw a very, very hush of an explanation from Rav Ruben Karolinstein's itself. It said like this. He said, like we said, what's the time on him that he's asking this question? He, you know, he has a right to ask it. He doesn't know where his parents is coming from. So he explains, the problem is you're asking this question in the seventh year. What are we going to eat? What are we going to? What, what, what are you going to have? The question on him is: Why didn't you ask this question in the fourth year? Why didn't you ask this question in the third year? Oh, because you credited your hatzlach and panasa and your hatzlach and everything that you're going to have. You credit that all to your hard work, and that's why you had your panasa. And now that I don't have my hard work, what am I going to do? That is a tain on 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 this person. A person has to realize that your hatzloch and panasa has nothing to do with your hard work. The panasa is a gzera that comes from Shemayim that a person is supposed to get his panasa. The fact that he has to work hard for it, that was a klala that came to Admarishain when he ate from the Eitzadas, and therefore the, the klala, the gzera that we have, is that it has to come through working hard. But it's true, you know, a person works, he makes, he gets money for it, but it's not because of the work that you got the money. The work is a gzeva, the work is a klala that we have, that we have to work hard for our money. But the hatzlachan that you get in your panasa comes from what a kashbrochus geyser that a person is supposed to get. So therefore there was a time, oh, you think that beforehand that you, there was in your, your, in your control all the panasa, and now you only have to worry about it? You should have worried, you all have to worry about it beforehand. And to, and realize that Akash Bohu is the single address for our Panasa. And therefore, when a person goes ahead and he starts to ask the question on the seventh year, as if to identify that, that the Bzeasa Pecha Techalechem, the work and the toil that a person has to have, that's the way it has to be done. So then you didn't realize that it comes from the Kosh so you could have had the Bracha during the seventh year, that you're going to have enough, and you'll be satiated and not have to work hard and not to do anything, and because that you wouldn't have to worry about the Klala. Now, because you asked and identified that you think it's only, your Panasa only comes close to your work, okay, so I'll give it to you. I'm going to give you the Panasa, but now you're going to have to work hard for it also and to be able to do it. A person has to realize 
that it's true there's a derech ha'elam of how things work and how we have to make ishtablis for certain things, but the ishtablis is not necessarily the, the cause for it. It's a, it's part of the a way how it may be done, right? But the actual hatzlach and a person getting his panasa is only from HaKadosh Baruch and then the, how much he has to work for it, that's how much a person who allows the, the Krala to be able to come through. You know, he brings an interesting uh, idea from Yanko Gulinski, that's how the famous Magid, uh, you know, from Nebrak. You know, the, the Gemarion Pesachim says, in Avkuf Yitches, Kashem Zainasef Shal Odom Kiflayim Kayaleda. The Mazainist, the Panas of a person is much more difficult, double the amount of of diff- it's doubly difficult than a, than a woman giving birth. What does that mean? It's kiflayim, it's double the pain than a woman giving birth, difficult than a woman giving birth. So he explains like this. Let's say there's a lady who's in the middle of childbirth, right? She's having, she's having a difficult childbirth and she's trying to sigh and to complain. Comes along the midwife and says, what are you complaining about? Doesn't the term say, Metzav tell the that you're going to give birth with difficulty? What are you complaining about? And that thing I led this, the, the, the woman giving birth answers back, say that I had that enough already. I had the quill enough already. I'm finished with the quill already. Now let me, let me go on with, you know, having the rest of the birth without those pains. I, I fulfilled that quill already. By Chevrolet Leda, a woman realizes that she's able to say, I had enough already. And let me just, I fulfilled the quill already. Now let me have a little bit of peace from that. When it comes to Panasa, he says, you never see a person say, oh, I had enough. Because we, we identify, oh, if you're going to work, you're going to make money. We work, that's the ticket to making the money. On that, the realization has to be, no, making money is now, how much you're going to have to toil for it, that's the xero that comes along. And therefore, we try, we, if we have to work hard, that means that first book is not giving us the opportunity to have it in its easier way, so we have to work hard for it. But if a person, if a, but a person can make that panasa even without the working hard, if a person wants to be the result of zayr, that's what the time on the person was during the year shemitah. The fact that you're asking now only in the seventh year means that you're identifying that the working hard is what gives you the panasa and the person will say, okay, if that's what you think, work hard. I'll give it to you, but you're going to work hard. The more that we identify and we start to realize where our panasa comes from, the more that that's mechazikas and atfila. The more that it's mechazikas and everything. Now, why is it so hard sometimes for a person to have to give meiser, to have to give tzedakah? Because we 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 um, we think to ourselves, it's my money, I made it, I worked for it. Now it's true. Again, you have to, the person does work and he has to, but if he understands that it's my money that I made that I got, and therefore I can't part with it because it's mine, mine, mine. But if a person comes to the realization. That the money comes because Akash Baruch Hu gives it to you, and there's reasons for, and there's ways that Akash Baruch Hu wants that money to be used, and therefore, if Akash Baruch Hu is the supplier of the money, if there's mitzvahs that have to be done with that money, you don't have to worry. If there's places that the money has to be given, that's how a person can come to the Amunah and the Tachin Akash Baruch Hu that for the mitzvah Meiser Aser Taaser that a person can give Meiser and he can understand that that's going to bring even that he will have more because who's the supplier that gives you the Panas Akash Baruch Hu? Not the work, not the thing that's working. As Hashem, we should all work on coming to the clarity in this Makuda to build our betachin in our Kodesh Baruch with understanding that he's the Mephanish Satol, right, and gives everything that we need, and everyone should have everything that they need in order for them to be able to accomplish what they need <coughs> to grow 
Shemayim for them and their families. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and go 